This is Tira. Tira Brooke. Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Tee It Up tonight. I'm Lindsay Eastwood, joined by my co-host, Brooke Avery, and welcome to the Her Network on Zingo TV, channel 251. This episode of Tee It Up is brought to you by the Pro Skate Corner, located in Toronto, Ontario. And in the spirit of Christmas and being around family, and this time of the year, we have the ultimate hockey family joining us today, the Bathersons. So welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Of course. We're really happy to have you guys here. Um, so Norm, we know, played 13 seasons professionally in the American Hockey League and over in Germany. Um, Deanne is supposedly the best athlete in the house from what we've heard. Grew up playing basketball, soccer, and some hockey. Also taught May how to skate. So, I mean, May, you have to give all the credit to her. Um, and their two kids, May and Drake Batherson, are both current athletes as well. May plays for the Syracuse University women's ice hockey team, where Lindsay and I are both alums from. So obviously we're partial to them. Um, but she is also the College Hockey Rookie or College Hockey America Rookie of the Year back in uh, 2020, her freshman year. And then Drake is part of the Ottawa Senators organization and is a 2018 World Junior Champion. So we have a lot of talent here tonight so we are very very excited to have you all here so again thank you guys so much so yeah before we get started like can we just hear where you all checking in from because we got a couple different screens here so uh norm and i are here in new minus nova scotia upstairs oh, nice. <laughs> in the homestead <laughs> and i'm in the same spot downstairs in the basement <laughs> and uh i'm up in ottawa right now uh, well, it's uh, it's one of those years. It's a difficult year to to make everything happen, but uh, we're happy that we can get you guys all on in one place at once on online. Uh, you know, May you have to do your quarantine after being back in Syracuse, and Drake, I'm sure you're getting ready for the, the upcoming season. We're pretty excited to see some NHL on the TV there, so that's uh, that's awesome. But uh, you know, Norm, as a parent who played hockey professionally. How cool is it to now see your kids play professionally and collegiately? And, you know, I have no doubt May's going to make her mark professionally if that's what she chooses to do down the line. So how cool is it to see your kids uh, being so successful at hockey? Well, it's a, uh, it's a uh, game night. It's uh, it's actually more pressure than uh, when I played. I think my wife uh, gives me a hard time, um, but we, we love watching them play. Um, it's been great uh, where they are located as well. It's been, it's been nice for us because, Last year, I went up to see May and Drake play on the same same time uh, for the same trip because Ottawa is very close to Syracuse. So it's been great that way, and Belleville is very close as well. So we've gotten to go watch both play on, on the trips we made up to Ontario. And uh, I'm familiar with both spots, um, having been with Ottawa, and, and I played junior in Ottawa and Belleville as well. So uh, a lot of it's coming around and around for us a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it because uh, I'm I'm from Ottawa myself, so I'm a big Sens fan, hometown heroes. So go Sens, go baby! <laughs> <laughs> so May, I guess for you too, like watching your dad growing up playing professionally, how did that inspire you to play hockey? And I guess Drake, you could bounce off that too. But I'd, I would love to hear both of your guys' sides on that, just having a role model like that growing up. 
yeah that was basically our life we lived at the rink you know every day we went to family skates and then I'd watch my brother practice and then eventually I wanted to get into hockey you know that was just something that I always wanted to do having that in our life yeah like May said I think uh, you know anywhere we lived growing up we we moved a lot from the ages uh, you know one to twelve and uh, everywhere we lived was based around hockey so you know, it was pretty cool waking up every day and uh, knowing you're going into the rink and uh, either going on the ice or watching hockey. So, you know, I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, mate, you mentioned uh, going to the family skates. And Drake, you're a couple years older, so you might have a few more memories. But do you have any memories of being at the rink and watching your dad or, or, or those family skates that you got to go to? Yeah, I remember wearing my Team Canada jersey like every day, you know, that was a dream, like right from the beginning, as soon as I learned how to skate over in Germany. And um, obviously there was some other things that got me to the rink, you know, hot chocolate and fries after, and you know, the candy spot, but uh, uh, the best time was always on the ice. That's awesome. I, I was a little older, obviously. I was there until I was eight years old, so I remember a lot, a lot of... Uh, you know, going to the rink and my dad would always bring me into the dressing room or he'd bring me to practice and I'd sit on the bench with the trainers and watch and then as soon as practice was over I was hopping on and uh, you know staying on with dad so you know, I was pretty wicked being able to do that as a kid and you know, kids uh, don't get that opportunity uh, unless your your dad's a hockey player so that was, was awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. And Lindsay, I'm sure you have similar memories with your dad too. Um, but Dan, for you, like you didn't get to skate with them as much, and uh, but we heard that, like we said in the intro, that uh, May said that you're the one that taught her how to skate. So um, you did play a little bit of hockey growing up. So um, I'm sure that you can attest to um, what women's hockey has come to along the way, even from when May was a little girl. So um, how great is it to see the opportunities um, for women in hockey, like your daughter, especially being able to have a scholarship to play in the States and moving on to now um, professionally and onwards up until the Olympic level? Yeah, it, it was really neat. Um, over in Germany, a lot of females didn't play hockey, at least in the communities we lived in. So it was really unusual to see a girl out there with all these little boys learning to skate. And I think there was one other girl um, that learned to skate with May over the years um, in Germany. It wasn't a real big sport for them. So we just said, well, this is normal in Canada. Like girls can do whatever boys do. And we're sending her out because they, they really thought it was quite taboo that a girl would want to get out there and put the gear on and play against all and play with and against all these boys. But we just encouraged May to follow her dreams, do whatever she wanted to do. And I mean, you get back to Canada and there were so many more options for her in, in the sense that, you know, there's the female stream and then you could, if you wanted to, you could stay in the other stream and play more competitive high level. And we just wanted May to do whatever she wanted, and if that's what she wanted to follow, we were going to give her every opportunity, um, the same as we did for Drake. Like, we didn't look at them different because May was a girl and Drake was a boy. We didn't approach it any different at all. Just give them, if they want to go skating, we'll take them skating. We were really lucky, as we mentioned in Germany, Drake's practice was at, I think it was at 3.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was always one hour of public skating right before his practice. So it was, I, I'm taking Drake to the rink, so May would always have her skates, and 
you're right. The, and they mentioned the French fries and the hot chocolate upstairs after was always a big, big incentive. She knew. But I mean, it, that's really, um, I'd hop on the ice with her and we'd skate around for an hour while, you know, Drake was getting ready for practice. And, and yeah, we, lots of opportunities for her to, to develop the skill or just enjoy what she loves to do. So. May I, I feel that I uh, I used to be bribed out of bed for with a Tim Hortons donut, so that's how I got to practice. <laughs> uh, don't tell Coach Paul. I, I do have a story of uh, Timbit hockey. Like I don't know, it's probably the same for everyone. Like those novice and um, skills teams always had like seven a.m. on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. I don't know if you know May at all, Lindsay, about her mornings, but she hates getting out of bed. We literally had to put her to bed every night on the weekends in her long johns as much as her gear as we could. So we could just pull her out of bed and dress her on the way in the back of the minivan, like throw on her clothes. She was fine when she hit the ice, but to get her up out of bed, to, oh man. <laughs> You, you know, would flip a coin to see who woke her up. Who's going to go in and wake her up? Because no one to wake the bear. Oh, my God. Not May. <laughs> little innocent May. <laughs> it didn't have the same effect as Drake because he was always up rare and ready to go with his stick in his hand at 5.30 a.m. every single day since he was in about, well, one and a half and he got into a real bed. So <laughs> complete opposite in that situation. <laughs> Well, that, that's interesting that you say that about Drake because um, so I did the color for the Syracuse broadcast a few weekends ago and I got the chance to talk to, to coach Paul Flanagan, the um, head coach of Syracuse beforehand. And I, uh, we asked about May being the rookie of the year. We had a couple questions about her and um, he said, you know, she's just simply a hockey player. She just loves the game. They're always, you know, any chance you can get to do work on your fine skills. And it's so true. Like you can just see it. Like you just love the game and, Sounds like Drake, the same thing. So maybe, May, did you kind of take off your brother, take after your brother in that sense and kind of get inspired by him a little bit? Yeah, I think growing up, like, I always saw Drake, like, out in the driveway shooting pucks or we'd go for a rollerblade, play mini sticks, you know. There was always just a drive to get better and work on skills, stick handling and stuff. So I kind of just did what he did. And uh, I got a few pucks in the face or whatever, a couple bumps and bruises playing with my older brother. But, you know, that just made me tougher and not scared of the sport and just wanted to keep getting better. Drake, you ever throw her in, uh, in net? No, it was more we play who could hit the post. So she played D and I play forward. And uh, I take her one-on-one -on -one and we play clear uh, past the okay. front of the driveway. So. And we had some heated battles. I usually had to score twice as many goals, but uh, <laughs> it's only fair. It's only fair that way. So, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that too, so we have the World Juniors coming up this weekend, and obviously Drake, you played in that in the, on the 2018 team. So can you talk about that experience and and maybe uh, a couple favorite memories from that? Because as so, I'm an American, and obviously like we're big on the Team USA versus Team Canada rivalry. So. I'm, root I'm rooting for USA, but I was like, you know, I feel like I have to root for Canada because Jake's on the team. Like, <laughs> so that, I felt a little guilty about that against my U.S. Uh, my U.S. friends, but um, it's huge and it's massive in Canada. So, can you just talk about about being able to to play for that team? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, in Canada, right when it hits December, there's already commercials going about the World Juniors, and mm -hmm. since we were kids, that's what we look forward to every Christmas, even if uh, 
you know, the tournament was played in Europe, we were getting up at like 5, 6 a.m. to watch the games and stuff like that. So it was always part of our Christmas uh, tradition. So, and then when I got the opportunity to play, it was unbelievable. You know, my whole family came up there and watched. And uh, that was the year we got to play U.S. in the outdoors game in the Buffalo Bills Stadium. And there was like almost 50,000 people there for the game. So, you know, being able to play in the, my first outdoors game and then obviously to cap it off with the gold medal was pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty fired up to watch World Juniors here in a couple of days. Yeah, it'll be fun. So we'll see. I don't know how good Team USA this year is, but uh, probably not as good as Canada. So we'll see. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, uh, just to like go with that, like you said, it's huge in Canada. And do you ever find, did you feel any pressure? I know like there's people who are ruthless on Twitter. I've, you know, the goalie lets in a bad goal. They, they are just threatening them. So do you feel any pressure playing for that team? Yeah, obviously there's pressure to, to win gold. I think, uh, you know, the first day you get to camp, that's the mindset. The coaches are, you know, telling you that we got to win gold and, uh, you know, there's so much pressure from the media side, but, uh, you know, Canada does a great job during the tournament. You know, we all uh, got rid of Twitter and all the things like that during the tournament, so we couldn't check any of that. And, uh, no, it was good. I think we kept our minds straight uh, during the tournament, and, you know, I think it helped us for sure. Awesome. <laughs> so as a family, and I know you guys all got the chance to, to be there and, and watch Drake, and what was that experience like and in, in, uh, in being being present there? This one's for, for Norm and Deanne. Oh, it, well, I think from the very beginning of him just getting the invite to camp and then the it was a lot of a lot of stress. Like, you know, we were just like, oh, my God, he got invited to Team Canada. And then and then the cuts started coming and he wasn't getting cut. And we're like, oh my gosh, they only have to cut two more forwards. And I can remember the night sitting in our uh, living room right behind us here and watching Twitter because it seemed like everything was coming out faster on Twitter. And we're like, oh, they only have one more forward cut. He's still there. And I mean, the, it, from that moment, the first invite to the cuts, to him making the team, to you know, figuring out, oh my God, how are we going to get there? Like, thankfully it was only in uh, Buffalo and we didn't have to figure out a plan to get to Europe or someplace far distant, um, you know, and then just throwing those plans together and, you know, making sure we could all get the time off work and, and be there for, to experience that. We know, you know, it's a really family event, really. Like it's, it's a Canada wide event and to have that experience to, for May and my husband and I to all go there. All, both of our families um, made it at different parts of the tournament. So everyone got to experience that. And even thinking back right now, it, it still seems really surreal, like to think what these families are gonna start experiencing in a couple of days, like that was us three years ago. And it, it, it still almost doesn't seem real sometimes to think that we were, we were there. We were those parents cheering on our, our child in the, in the Canada Jersey. And it, it's still hard to believe it really happened. It's like a whirlwind. May and I were just talking about this the other day, May, and you know, we just still can't believe like that happened to our family and we got to experience that and, and see Drake, you know, you know, have that gold medal put around his neck and, and as part of Team Canada is just unreal. Yeah, it was so much fun. Like a, it was a whirlwind from the time he got chosen and from us trying to organize to go up there and and uh, luckily enough, I had a sister that lived in Hamilton. So we stayed at her. We were based uh, there, and we would travel back and forth every day for the games. And, uh, and like my dad was saying, 
like it was it was one of our best Christmases because all of us were there. We got to enjoy it all, and it was just. I mean, lucky. Luckily, we won in the end, but uh, but it was you know we'll savor that for the rest of our lives. It was just something else. And I think that final game was like, wow, this is really really something. Um, so many Canadian fans, and just to be a part of that alone, like you just have that, you savor that for the rest of your life, right? So yeah. 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 That's awesome. I know my dad has always been huge on trying to make as many games as possible that he can. So I can only imagine what it felt like for you guys to be there and, and be so close too. So um, I guess this can bounce off for, for everyone too, but may I'll start with you. So you're growing up with your dad and your brother. Do you remember any tips that they ever gave you or any specific advice that you always kind of tried to, to work uh, your game off of from, from what you had learned from them or, or from what uh, they had preached to you? I mean, there's something different every day, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> there was just some, like general stuff, like shoot the puck. It was always on, on me to shoot the puck more. Um, just be aggressive. That was always something I worked on, and just like specific stuff. There was different things that they told me. Switching from the position forward to defense. You know, my dad really helped me a lot with that, and. And then my brother as a four gave me a different perspective on how to like stop the forwards coming down on me. So that really helped a lot. And yeah, just different stuff every day, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess Norm, I would ask the same for you too. Like, was there anything that you always wanted to kind of preach to your kids and like, maybe it wasn't about a specific skill, but just something to, to make them better players. I know, for example, like my dad always, always, always used to just yell, move, like just move. <laughs> so that, that always stuck with me forever. So I'm interested to know if that, if you guys ever had stuff like that. Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't throw too much at them. Um, just keep it basic. A lot of the things. And uh, for the most part, like I'll, like for me, for a game, I'll just give her like one or two things to think about before the game. Because if you have too much stuff going on, yeah, it's too much, right? But uh, no, just letting them go do it, find their own ways was, was the big thing. And then we kind of like give them a couple tips after the game on maybe you could try it this way or that way. But uh, you know, I'm not trying to preach too much stuff. Just let them find their own way, more or less. And, yeah. And they're both like May's. She's very. She's got. She she sees the ice so well, and she's the same with soccer. She plays soccer, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, she's just naturally like gifted at making moving the puck and and using everyone else. And that was a big thing with me for them was to make sure you can move the puck and use your teammates as best you can, um, because they'll they'll help you develop your game if you can help them as much as you know it goes back and forth. Same with Drake, like he's probably a better passer than than most people, so he. Uh, they're both really good playmakers, and and that was kind of my game too. I like to move the pucks. Mm -hmm. I guess it's instilled in them from day one. It's moving the puck, and, and like you say, moving your feet. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the biggest thing just keeping it simple. And but they they both love the game. They both have huge passion for the game, so everything comes out and and when they play, and just to play naturally, like not think too much, just mm -hmm. use your own instincts yeah. is more or less. It's, it's easier to do it that way. And as a mom, mine always is like, just have fun, like go out and enjoy the game and don't stress too much. Just, just have fun out there. It's a game that you love. And I hope like if it's not fun. Don't, shouldn't be playing. So that was my, my big thing. Dre's kind of laughing there. Cause that's what I say. <laughs> every tags, every time, every time, every time, you know, good luck tonight. Have fun. Cat all in cats. Like that's all, you know, I want them to enjoy it. Right. 
we're going to do it, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Drake, is there any advice that has ever stuck out to you that you've gotten from your father and your mother other than having fun, of course? Yeah, obviously there's the little fundamentals growing up, you know, certain things about the game. I was lucky my dad got to coach me in Bantam for two years, so he got to really be one-on-one with me for those two years. And then uh, just like, you know, they watch every every one of our games, both of us. So after the game, your dad will, um, dad will text us, you know, what we can work on the next night. And uh, it's fun, obviously, to hear what you should do from your coach, but having another perspective from them is always great. And, uh, you know, we're all so competitive, I think, is the, you know, the main thing. Since we were kids, we always wanted to get better, so, and never wanted to lose. So I think that's what helped a lot. Well, how did you, so when you had the house, the full house, and everyone was back home uh, and playing hockey in, at, in their in their hometown, how'd you guys decide who drove who to the rink and you know, you guys must have had a lot on your plate. <laughs> well, well, Norma, when we first got, like in Germany, it wasn't too bad because the kids bust everywhere. So when Drake was younger in May, you just, the team just took this bus and you went wherever you had to go for your tournaments. But once we got back to Canada and Norm was working, he worked a lot of weekends and it was really, it was really hard um, in the beginning. I usually did all the driving, but when they were going in opposite directions, here in Nova Scotia, you play in a mainland league, which goes from basically six hours north or three hours south. And sometimes they'd be going in opposite directions. We had a lot of help from family and friends. And a big part of their minor hockey was in Anaganish. And we were really lucky because we were not the only parents with an Adam kid and a Peewee kid. There were three sets of parents. And one of them was the manager who organized all the games. So he would make sure he booked the Peewees and the Adams at the same time in Yarmouth or the same time in Sydney. So it definitely made it easier that way. We, we had a lot of help from that, but we couldn't have done it without a lot of family and friends, you know, taking Drake or taking May and then trying to split our time because Norm was coaching for a couple of years there. So he didn't have a lot of his weekends free to do that. So, cause they only play on weekends here in Nova Scotia. You don't really, you don't play any weekday games. Everything's on the weekends. So. So it was tough, but we, you know, lots of, lots of support. I mean, it takes a village, right? That's the saying. And it's, it's uh, hockey families. You can't survive without all the help and support of other families and friends for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. I totally so agree. I, I've always wondered that too. Cause like I've only had, I was an only, well, I have a sister, but she's a lot older. So, and my dad was always driving me around. So I'm like, okay, I could not imagine like having more than one other kid to have to deal with. Cause I played with like triplets or brothers and sisters of huge families. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like God bless those parents. So, it hits a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now May, I, I, well, I know you, you were all in attendance for Drake's first NHL game and, and May you were there. How cool was it to see your brother score his first goal? Yeah, no, I was really lucky how it timed out because I play Friday, Sundays, and the game happened to be on a Saturday, and living not far away, the drive up to Ottawa was pretty quick, so um, I think we just were excited to be there. I saw him warm up. It was a special game, like a cancer game, so that was just special in its own. Uh, I saw his little individual lap, and then we had the perfect view from behind the net and I was just excited he was on the power play I was like let's go and then <laughs> the shot just we saw right behind the net to go in and then just I don't know big hugs and celebrations and I think I've watched that video on repeat 
multiple times, not just to see me on TV, but just our reactions. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. I was going to say, I, re I remember watching that game. Like I said, I, was, I follow Ottawa. So uh, that's pretty heartwarming seeing you guys all hug in the stands. That's, uh, that's a special moment for sure. And I guess same goes for you, Drake. How, how's it uh, watching your, your little sister being so successful at Syracuse? No, it's awesome. I think, uh, well, she always played at a prep school close to home, but they always played in the States, so I never really got to watch her. They played the odd high school team around, so I'd go to those games. But uh, And then a uh, year before Syracuse, she got to play in Ontario in uh, Kingston, which is was like 40 minutes away from where I was, I was playing in Belleville. So I got to drive up every Sunday and watch, and uh, that was my first real look at girls hockey, and I I couldn't believe how good the players were and stuff like that. And uh, that was awesome. I, ne I never got to see her play live in Syracuse yet, but hopefully one day before she graduates. But, you know, I'm always watching on TV and obviously super proud. And uh, seeing all the moves she used on me in the driveway out there is uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, May. I'm telling you, everything works out. So <laughs> just take take it as you can. So <laughs> that's awesome. But um, so I guess too for for mom and dad, um, what excites you about the future? Obviously for Drake in the NHL, but also for May um, moving forward in in all of women's hockey because obviously, um, you know the sport is growing and um, it's very exciting both. Um, for, for both of your kids. So what are you most excited to seeing coming out of, uh, of both of their sports? Well, for me, for May, like I kind of referred to it earlier that, you know, there wasn't a lot of opportunities in the beginning, just even playing minor hockey, but to see what's out there now for her, like the doors wide open, like seeing, seeing yourself sign, you know, pro contracts and, and May talks a lot of some of the other girls have gone to Europe, like Allie Monroe and some of the other girls are over there and, you know, to think you even have options, let alone just one path, you have many paths. And it's so amazing to see. I mean, as a female, I'm just, you know, thrilled that, you know, when I played hockey, there was girls 12 to eight, 18 played on one team together, because that's how many girls you could get, you might be lucky to get 10 or 12 girls to put a team together age 12 to 18. And now to see May playing, you know, college hockey and then having many options if that's her path like she has so many options and that's thrilling to see for her and um yeah I, I'm just excited that they're doing what they love you know May's getting her education playing the sport she loves it's been her dream one of her dreams to play NCAA and then the next one I know is to play pro hockey at some level somewhere in the world and that she has those options is just is just unbelievable and uh, as for Drake I mean every year he's you know battling for a spot and we really hope to see him play in the NHL with Ottawa this season and um, you know just year to year just hopefully gets his contract and keeps keeps having fun that's what it's about right <laughs> I, mean, I mean I want him to do well and you know he's he's made us proud as May has the whole way through and I'm sure they're going to continue doing what they do and when you love something and are passionate and will do everything you can and work and just do it all, you're going to achieve all their goals that they want. I know they have further goals than where they're at right now. And I know they're going to do everything they can to reach those. So, and we'll support them as parents. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm the same, like with May, uh, the opportunity she has at Syracuse, it's great. It's a great school. She'll get a great education. 
And then the upside is possibly playing further on after that. Uh, I played college hockey myself in Canada. And then, you know, to get your degree and then go on from there to play pro possibly, I mean, that's great. It's awesome. Um, I play a lot with a lot of guys in pro that didn't have a big, uh, huge education and didn't have a lot to fall back on. But to get that degree and then go from there, it's, it's awesome. And then for Drake, he's ahead of the game from where I started. But, uh, I mean, nothing but upside for him at this point. But uh, it is a grind to play pro hockey, and it's you got to be ready every, ga- every game. And he knows that because just from, from our experience, and it helps him get ready for things. And he's a little ahead of other guys in that turn in that way, I think. But, uh, you know, nothing but uh, huge potential for him and for me at this point. We're just happy to see them – do what they love to do right now. So um, having, you know, an older brother and who's very at playing the highest level of hockey right now. And do you ever growing up, did you ever feel like you compared yourself or did it just more so push you to, to work harder having a brother who plays high level? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare myself as like, to my brother growing up and I learned that once I started learning more about female hockey but you know like seeing him play for Team Canada I've always wanted that for myself too so I mean she used that as inspiration and motivation to do the same as him and uh, I mean we both have individual goals and work towards different things but the same thing pro hockey and stuff like that so I just kind of see him take his path and I'm trying to take my own. So yeah, day by day. Absolutely. I hear you hundred percent. I know I, I grew up playing boys hockey and then I started, I transitioned when I was in high school and I was like, I could never have compared myself to how they play. Cause some of them are like really, really fast or really, really strong. I'm like, well, I'll get there maybe someday, but we'll see. <laughs> but uh, this has been great guys. But before we go, since it is our Christmas episode, do you guys have any Christmas uh, traditions that you all um, partake in every year? Well, I don't know if there'd be any sticks under the tree this year, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we usually, we usually have like a, a family skate. Now this year, Drake won't be home for that, but we usually have like, um, Deanne's wife is married to an ex-hockey player too, so and her father plays hockey, and we we usually have a family skate here in the valley, but we won't be able to do it this year, and that's one of our traditions to do that. It's fun just for everyone to get out and have fun and just uh, enjoy the game, like we all you know we all played and love. So yeah, Um, it's it's been it's been enjoyable to do that, and we I mean just being together at Christmas is is the best thing of all. Now that Drake's gone back. He, he actually left and then May came, so they kind of almost yeah. high-fived on the way by each other on the highway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, with this now, with Zoom and stuff, it's so much easier to get in touch with people. And it's, it'll, be, it'll be a different Christmas for everyone this year, though. So it's, yeah. we'll, we'll try to keep some traditions alive, but some of them we can't this year. So that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just lots of family time. That's what we don't, you know. Um, as a busy hockey family, a lot of the time is you're on the roads, you're at hotels, you're going in different directions and family um, is always a big thing is try to find time to spend with family for those three or four or five days before the Christmas tournament started and the whole thing. Just really enjoy lots of lots of family time like Drake referred to either as watching World Juniors or 
playing, um, we do play a lot of cards in our families and big past the ace tournaments going on during the holidays. Um, Christmas Eve would always be, either be like 14 of us, 15 of us playing past the ace. And so lot, lots of cards and games and just family time doing what everyone loves. So that's pretty much it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it was a German tradition. They used to put the boot out in December, like December 5th or 6th. Yeah, it was always May's birthday yeah, night. We did it when, you know, traditions change as kids get older. Yeah. You don't necessarily do the same things you used to do. Right. But uh, yeah, family time, lots of hockey. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and good food, yeah. Oh, we love it. We love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And uh, May, I'll be watching you out there at Q's and hopefully uh, getting on the broadcast again. And Drake, best of luck and uh, to the Sens. Go Sens, go. And uh, hopefully you can crack that lineup. And Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you for joining us. Perfect. Oh, what a Such like a feel-good episode, I feel. Oh, or yes. interview. I should say interview. Yeah, I love uh, I love hearing about hockey families and and everything. And Brooke, actually, I have a question for you. So, do you think that you're born with the sports gene, or you can develop it? Because right there, seeing all that talent, kind of makes me think that you're born with it. I not honestly. I think it's a mix of both, because I felt like I okay. This is gonna sound like kind of bad. But I grew up playing sports, like, and I was very athletic, but I honestly never, ever, like, never worked out until probably, like, my junior year of high school. Like, I never trained. I would shoot pucks in the yard because my dad would always be on my butt about it. Like, come on, go. If you shoot pucks, if you shoot 100 pucks, I'll buy them, whatever. I'm like, all right, I can do that. But I never worked out, and I still felt like, I mean, I could have been a lot better, but, like, I skated by, you know, and, and luckily I got to, to play college. So I was like, okay, this is where, this is where it's at. But yeah, I think it's a mix of both, but I think part of me thinks like you, if you're born with it and you run with it, it develops more, you know? So like, I mean, what do your what is your take? Cause I'm, I, I don't know. It's so hard. I know it's a loaded question. It really is. <laughs> so I'm pretty torn. I think that I think you're definitely born with it in some way, um, like athleticism. I think because you know I don't mean to to drag on anyone who's not athletic, but I've seen some pretty unathletic people and then oh. siblings who are athletic. So it's like okay, maybe I think you are born with a, a little bit of athleticism, but I think you can also like what makes you great is that you train that and you, you know, I, you off with it. So in that sense, I think that they were born athletes, athletic, you know, and, and you're also, they, they have the, her dad and her, her mom and like May's, Norm and Deanne, they know sports and they understand what it takes to get to that high level. So they're going to supply the resources and do the things that it takes to get there. So I think it's kind of a little bit of both, you know, it's kind of learned and kind of born with it. I agree. I think that is very well put, Lindsay, now that you say that. Because, well, this is how we were talking about the other day with um, the sports psychologist is like, oh, like you can actually develop hockey IQ and you can develop these different things if you put the time into it. So it's like, maybe you don't even need to have the skill. You can just develop it from putting time in. Who knows? But yeah, very sure. interesting question. It's, it's not my head spinning. 
Oh, but it's uh, it's exciting time. Speaking of World Juniors, that's heading, that's starting soon. I believe tonight's the first uh, exhibition game there. And I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, pretty pretty exciting time. I always love watching the World Juniors. I'd literally wake up at whatever mm. hour if when I was when they're in Europe. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night to friggin' watch a game or stay up late or whatever. So it's uh, luckily it's in Edmonton this year, so it keeps uh, keeps that's my sleep schedule regulated. There you go. <laughs> I know. I feel like I was saying before, I feel like that it's a very big, I mean, it's big in the States, but I feel like Canadians live and breathe. We're, like nothing else. You will always find a world junior game on TSN. You know what I mean? Even if it's not a Canadian team, but like with the U S you got to have like NHL network or something, but it's on, like you just have to have the channel, but no Canadians are, they love the world juniors. So I found that in, that question interesting too, how you um, asked about the, uh, the pressure. Cause it's true. Like these kids are young and they're getting grilled on social media. Cause they, Oh, this kid sucks or, Oh, okay. Was it that one game when the kid broke his stick in overtime? Oh my gosh. Was that, that was Canada. Right. And then everyone freaked out and was like, they were, half of them are blaming the kid. And then half of them are blaming Bauer, whoever the stick manufacturer was. And it's like, give it a break you guys it's like holy cow no like brooke it's no joke over here people i can tell tell. like the poor goaltenders i remember i think oh i would not want to be a goalie 2015 or 2016 and canada lost in the final and they took to canada took to twitter to roast the poor goalie like threatening him 18 year old and it's like come on these these are kids like they're barely adults like give them a break it was a mistake or you know (laughs) i know it's not like the nhl where they're gonna make beautiful plays every time like yeah well i found it really interesting how drake mentioned that you know they say from the start like we're winning this tournament and we need Mm -hmm. to win the tournament and i mean you go in every tournament every tournament with that mindset but that would really put the pressure on for sure. 100%, 100%. Especially like, you know, for a team like Canada, that's your, like, that's your baby at hockey. So it's like, hey, we got to impress the entire country. We got we to gotta do this for the whole country. So yeah, well, that's awesome. It's very exciting though. I'm excited to, I'll follow it a lot more now. Cause we, you always, you guys always made us, well, not made us, but we were always following it even closer because of you guys. Well, I remember we would have to go to the, up to the locker room because our table didn't carry the game. So we go up to the locker room to watch the Canada USA US game and it would get, it would get personal in there. Oh, people would be yeah. aggressive. Canada on Anything one side. US Canada, Lindsay, you know that. Yeah. We wouldn't even sit with each other on the same side of the locker room and be like, no. I remember leaving the locker room one day really mad because and it was at you it was definitely at you because because i'm the most patriotic one on the team Lindsay, and i don't care what it is usa over everything so yeah and that i remember when the u.s women's team beat canada in the olympics that was a, i mean it was a great week for me but i you can tell there's a lot of tension and a lot of animosity oh yeah and you oh, couldn't make a joke didn't want to cross any lines so. <laughs> yeah it's uh that wasn't all friendly it's all friendly competition so yeah these these tournaments aren't good for morale that's for sure but no uh, No, not at all (laughs) glad we can talk about it now we're over it now (laughs) 
sure. But uh, so this is our Christmas episode. So Brooke and I are wrapping our Christmas sweaters. SpongeBob. You know, anyone who knows me knows I love SpongeBob. So I found this at TJ Maxx, and I was like, I must get it. <laughs> I got to show you mine. So my mom knitted mine last oh, year. She knit the whole so I was gonna ask if that was you before. <laughs> a little hockey player. I got a DIFD for do it for Darren. Um, and then Otto. <laughs> go Canada, go. And then there's Wait, a bunch of around. Oh, there's a four. Okay. Oh, it's on like a Christmas tree? Yeah. Wait, I'm obsessed. Like, you know that TikTok someone's like, no, no, no. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yes. That. That. I am obsessed. That is beautiful, Lindsay. Put in your orders now, bro. You know, okay. better be ready for next year. Yeah. I want some. Doesn't your grandma sew um, mittens too? It's my mom. My mom is a magician with the needles. Okay, you know what? This is a good time for us to start promoting that for next year. So get your orders in early, people. (laughs) These are going to be the next hot fashion item. (laughs) Brought to you by Tita. (laughs) Brought to you by Tita. Booyah. Well, yeah, speaking of Christmas, Lindsay, we need to talk about some of our traditions, you know? Because, like, we just had a big hockey family on. They literally talked about hockey as their tradition. So... For me, like the holidays, as always, big family time. But growing up, we always had Christmas tournaments after. Like I would be home, literally if there was a Christmas. So say if Christmas fell on a Friday or it probably like this year, it falls on a Thursday, right? No, it's on a Friday. Friday. Either way, we would have tournaments literally that weekend. So like the 26th, 27th. So like I didn't get to spend that much time at home. And I used to play in the Connecticut Polar Bear Tournament. That was like the oh, big yeah. tournament. Yeah, my sister played in it. All like that was the most competitive tournament. We ended up winning when I was uh, I forget how old I was, but I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then for some reason it had a falling out, and then it switched to the East Coast Wizards. So that was nice because it was a little bit closer, but still like holiday tournaments all the time, always, always, always. But I think one of my favorite hockey Christmas memories is the Montreal trip that we went on a couple years ago. Like, that was so fun, because I have been to Montreal maybe once or twice for a tournament, and I didn't like it, because I'm like, oh, nobody likes me because I'm American. <laughs> but, but we went as a team, and we got to explore downtown. I tried to be – I think I had already had a beaver tail with you before in Ottawa. But just being there, like, being with everyone, kind of scoping out the scene. World Juniors was on, I think, or – I'm pretty sure it was happening that weekend. So it was cool to see that environment and to, to be somewhere else. We got to play a couple different teams, which is awesome. So um, that is a very fond memory for sure. Well, I think we got our first wins of the season at that tournament. Too. At that point, I think you're right. We swept that tournament too. I mean, that, maybe that's why it was so memorable. Yeah. I think, Lizzie, I think that was part of when we were on a 10-game skid. Yeah, I think you're right. And then we we swept all the Canadian teams, so we're like, hey, went, we're up to something. Went and got some confidence and shipped it back down south. <laughs> yep, I, I knew I remembered it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, same though, Brooke. I, uh, I used to play in this one tournament. It's called the Bell Capital Cup, and like teams would come from all over the world, and it was a, only – it was a Pee Wee and Adam tournament. It okay. was – the best tournament was at Christmas time. There's so many teams and there was a, an all-star game and they did an, um, what's the skills competition? 
Oh, fun. It was so much fun. Definitely a memory. Like that's the best tournament I've ever been in. And I miss those days. Those were like the glory days. And I won one year. It was huge. We got to play where the Sens play. So it was like a big deal. The the finals were there. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But uh, we uh, like... We also have a, a hockey tradition here at the Eastwood House. We um, we like to do a little family skate, family game, and actually it's tomorrow. Oh, um, oh, we're still, uh, we're still done this year, and uh, the, the competition, we're very competitive over here on the Eastwood side, so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The competition <laughs> is already rising. My dad was on the phone. He was getting fired up yesterday about uh, the teams, who's on what team, and it's uh it'll be interesting i know i got told Lindsay better try hard so that's how competitive we're going (laughs) well so you moved are you doing it in the same place or like what's the deal with that no so we're doing it in our our little town of arm prior the village here it's a small town so (laughs) and we're outside of the city so we're allowed to have uh 25 people on on the ice okay there you go that's oh my gosh, uh, just enough so for, for the cousins and stuff and everyone to come so yeah that'll be fun I know so it'll be outdoors then no it's indoors oh, it's indoors oh yeah. okay yeah, there's okay. no messing around here Brooke okay I, I was gonna say Lindsay like outdoors sounds like stuff that we do here but yeah now that you say that like yeah we know that we know the Eastwoods take their holiday games very seriously so yeah. I would love to get a check-in tomorrow just to like make sure you guys are okay yeah maybe I'll, to win. maybe I'll go live on uh on tee it up and, uh, there, you go. there you go. I, would I guess it. when this uh, episode is dropped, this will have already happened. So right, we're gonna need an update. We're gonna need an update afterwards. Okay, but, that's great. but yeah. So I don't do any like holiday hockey games, but where I'm from in New Hampshire. So I'm in New Hampshire. I'm very close to everything. I'm close to the ocean. I'm close to the mountains, and I'm really close to a bunch of lakes. And Lake Winnipesaukee. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, it is one it's the biggest lake in new hampshire i don't know what how the size is relevant in new england but regardless it's a really nice lake and it freezes over every year even last year when it was super super warm and there's always a bunch of pond hockey tournaments so barstool actually had one of their tournaments there last year which is really cool um they do one actually in my hometown which is called the 1883 black ice hockey championship so unfortunately they can't do it this year because of covid but it's named after um, the first hockey game that was played in the United States, which was in 1883, which happened to be at St. Paul's School, which is where I went to high school. Really? So the first ever game, yeah, it's really cool. So the first ever game played in the U.S. that's like recognized as the first hockey game was played at St. Paul's on an outdoor pond. And so whenever I go back, I'm like, okay, like it'd be cool to just go back to my old high school and like play a little game of pickup. So we do that. Um, pretty often and there's a bunch of places around here that uh, that we go and skate on so that's a that's a cool thing that I like to brag about every now and then is that like if anything else like this is what bothers me so much I'm like Minnesota they think they're they're they think that they're the state of the hockey which they are they love their hockey but they did not have the first official game New Hampshire did so live free or die yeah live free or die people (laughs) and that is the freaking tea That's my spiel, and that's my TED talk right there. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) you've just given me like the best idea, but then I just thought, okay, maybe it's not a good idea anymore. We should put together a team for a pond hockey tournament. You are a genius. 
And I, think I, could, I don't think I could cross the border. Lindsay, we can start planning for next year, okay? okay. Now, okay, and if you want to put an application to be on our team, DM us on Instagram. Because we're up. accepting applications now. Yep, tee it up on Instagram because we would love to see your inquiries because we actually take this very seriously. So we're going to be very uh, selective in who we choose. Because, you know, we're already automatically on the team. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full captains right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should get the jerseys, and I'm putting a C right on there. Or CC, co-captain, coach, and GM as well. Well, and yeah, we'll get jerseys. We'll get all. The, we'll, we're doing this. Oh, we're living it up. So we're doing this. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Tee it up, jerseys. Imagine. Oh, so because cool. I'm telling you, there is nothing better than outdoor and hockey, pond hockey. No, not at all. Like I lived for the ODR growing up. I, I would, like, my parents would have to, my neighbor, so my neighbor, next door neighbor at my old house, he made the mo- the, the best outdoor rig. This ice was so pristine. Like, he had people calling him, asking him to make rinks in there, like, NHLers, like, they'd come over and, like, we want it, we'll pay you to make rinks at my house. Like, he had a radar gun built into the boards so we could take shots and see how hard it was. It was insane. He had full netting, wild and I would just like I, I would go out there and my parents like I'd go after school I'd go over put my skates on and then they'd call me in for dinner I'd go back over after dinner until like I had to go to bed I lived for that and I actually Brooke I used to fight the boys out there I was, <laughs> I was ruthless I was a, rec- a force to be reckoned with I would literally this my neighbor Noah he would literally fight me he would want to fight me we're probably like 10 11 years old probably 10 yeah and we drop we do helmets and gloves so first <laughs> of all I'm the reason why everyone had to start wearing helmets at the outdoor rink I was like most hated for a little bit because <laughs> I got tripped and I went into the boards and I had to get stitches on my chin oh man so then uh Dave or not my dad the <laughs> of the rink he made a rule helmets I don't need kids getting hurt and needing stitches I'm like fair enough so anyways we would helmets and gloves and like full-blown and I remember like the first time it happened I was like yeah he's not gonna hit me I'm a girl he's not gonna hit me that hard he was pounding me like he was full-blown punching me in the face like I had a, I had a cage and a helmet on and I was like and I was giving it right back don't you worry but like I was, and his dad would come out and break it up and like these weren't even like joke fights. Like we were mad at each other. Like we'd fight. So that's, <laughs> I learned how to fight on the outdoor rink. Hey, you got to earn your time there, man. Cause if people want to come and play and you're not there to take it serious, you get the boot. Exactly. Exactly. I respect you for that, Lindsay. I wouldn't fight you. That's Thank for sure. You, Thank not you, a chance. No, no way. Do you ever have it. some crazy uh, outdoor rink? Get, ever get a puck to the shin or anything? Oh God, Lindsay. <laughs> How many times? You know I get hit in the shins in regular hockey, not to mention the ODR. Yeah, because you wear 12-inch shin pads and you're... 13, 13, 13 (laughs) inches. Okay, in my defense, Russo wears like 11s, and you should see how Packer tapes hers. You will see it, you're going to chirp, you will chirp her more than you chirp me. Bro, Russo is, you have like four inches on Russo. Yeah, but Russo, okay, thought fair but like also you could tell hers are small too and Packer's like an inch shorter than me so it's not it's not that bad anyway no yeah I mean ODR season around here is also very serious like they actually just built this brand new and I haven't even seen it yet because I haven't been home for it 
um, they built this brand new like skate house type thing, like a, like a warming room, hot chocolate bar, all that kind of stuff at the public rink. So, or the public like outdoor rink. So I'm like, that's awesome. Like I need to go there and it would be open for this big pond hockey tournament that they had every year, but it's canceled. So oh. I don't know if it's still open. I'm going to have to go check. Cause it hasn't been cold. I mean, it's been cold, but it also snowed a bunch. We got like two feet of snow. Wow. Um, yeah. Last, last week. And so like, you like you have to shovel it. You can't like just go. Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't seen that yet. But anyway, yeah. Someday that's like the big spot to go to. Or where yeah. I used to go to high school. There's a bunch of um, it's it's on public land, so people can use it. So one end, it's called Turkey Pond. One end is like you can access it from one side of Concord, and then the other side you access from the other side. Um, so we go over there and um, bring a case of beer every now and then. I remember though, I went to the public park one time. And I had just tur- I was just legal, so I'm like, yeah, like I'm gonna bring a case of beer. Like this, it's my turn to bring it. And I'm walking around the park, and everyone's like, you gotta hide that. I'm like, what? They're like, you're in a public area. You can't be walking around the case of beer with like ten year olds around. I'm like, I guess you're right. Like maybe I shouldn't, but you can't go to an Odeor without a couple beers in hand. So uh, no, you you gotta bring your uh, your mug, your travel mug, your Yeti. My Yeti, I know. You know what? I know. I know. It's perfect. And now they've, like, enhanced all these Yeti. They have, like, the big bags that you can carry. I was going to buy one for my sister for Christmas. I was like, this is perfect. It's 150 bucks for the big bag. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Maybe maybe next year. That's quality, though. That's quality. It is. Oh, definitely worth it. But just, like, do we want to spend 150 bucks on that right now? Like, at Yeti, plug, we're plugging you. Yeah. Yeti, us- we're outdoorsy people. Come on. Like, we'll chat. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I love the outdoor rig. Honestly, we just got a new, uh, in my new town here that I'm living in. And um, so my dad is, goes, takes the dog for a walk and he discovered this outdoor rig and uh, he goes and shovels it and sees the kiddos playing on there. And we've, uh, we've named him Dave the Outdoor Rink Shrink. because today he comes home and he goes oh I saw the kids on the outdoor rink they're all playing and they they told me to come back they told me to come back I'm like and so the other day Saturday my first day home he goes we gotta go to the outdoor rink you gotta check out this new rink Lindsay you gotta like okay dad like we'll go eventually and we go and there's all these kids and they can't even skate and I'm like it's crowded I'm like this is COVID nation I'm out of here and so the same kids, I guess, were there today. And my dad goes, he wants, they want me to come back. Like, like he's like a kid. And he goes, yeah, they're telling me like, see those girls over there? They're the, I can't swear right now. They're the B word. And he was like, oh, don't, don't worry about her. Just like, go keep getting better at hockey. And like, so Dave, the outdoor rink shrink is what we call him now. There you go. Yeah. The rink hero. He's, yeah. he's a class hero of uh, Canada ODRs. So. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, but I, I, uh, I learned to skate on the outdoor rinks. I've, uh, I've had many, too many memories. So we're definitely putting in a team next year. We're doing it. I'm into it. I love it. I think, I, yeah, most people do have learning experience on the ODR. So if anything else, you got that. So perfect. Well, Brooke, another episode, another week come and gone. I know. I know it. This is, uh, this has been fun. I love holidays like wearing my sweater I didn't have to get dressed up I was like oh, wear my sweater so I know but another episode episode nine in the books I can't believe it we're literally is this our last episode before uh, the end of the year 
Yeah, this is it. This is a finale. This is it. Oh my gosh. Well, to everyone that's listened in 2020, thank you so much. We're so excited to have you back in 2021. We have lots of new stuff to bring to you. So before we leave, again, head over to our partner, Pro Skate Corner, for all your skating equipment needs. 10 to 4 on Saturdays. COVID, obviously, stinks, but it is what it is. The show can be heard on the Barn Burner Radio Network. It's 122 platforms. Her network, barnburner.ca, for all the news and programming. Everyone have a very safe and happy holiday season. We will see you in 2021. Peace.